welcome to the Educated Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Paul Etimidere Jr. and my co-host, Emilio Porter. Before we jump in, got to remind the folks out there, make sure if you love this podcast, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Just search Educated Hustle Podcast and go ahead and leave us a review. Doesn't even have to be five stars. We just want to know how we're doing and it helps the show get more um, views from other people. So we definitely want to bring on better guests and get better, uh, you know, more people to listen to the show. And that will help if you just rate and review us. Anyways, Emilio, how's it going, my man? It's going good, man. Going good, man. I appreciate that. The plug before the plug. I got it. Get it of the plug in there. But yeah, I mean, pause for the best. Please rate and review us. And we can get that awareness up. And we can get things really popping. I mean, we're almost on episode 30. Like, it's, it's crazy because, you know, we started this in May. And it's like, we are going and going and going and going and i think for me um yesterday we were we had the special honor of being a part of another podcast and we got to sit around table of other entrepreneurs and our fraternity aka side and you know they were really really like looking at us like big bros like oh man you guys aren't like 20 some episodes you got all these guests and like oh you're doing like great thing and then me and paul are kind of like oh man we just we just chilling we just chilling but i mean it is inspirational when you think about it because like i said and I've said it many times before, but it's never going to change because it's still the truth. We just had an idea. We went with it. We pursued it. And it really has worked out tremendously. I mean, my life has changed. I'm not going to say it's changed like, oh, I went from rag to riches or anything. But it's changed in the fact that, like, you know, I can look back at something or I have something out that shows that, hey, I'm out here doing my thing and that I'm leaving something or, as they love to say, the culture. <laughs> I agree, man. Yeah, I was definitely gonna bring up the uh, the the Raw Entrepreneur podcast. Um, shout out to Sophia. You should definitely look up her podcast on uh, Podbean, iTunes. Um, it's out there. She's another hustler that's doing her thing, and uh, yeah, she had us all together, and we were just exchanging ideas. And I'm sure by now the the episode's out. Uh, if not, wait for it. It's gonna be a great episode. It should have something. Um, fulfilling for all you entrepreneurs out there. She really focuses on uh, the business-minded people, um, so it's a little different from our podcast, but definitely similar if you're trying to get that inspiration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's just a great soul and a great presence, like very much believes that she's going to be a success, and it's very, very infectious. Like talking to her, you really do feel like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's let's motivate, let's let's do something. And you know, it's just it's crazy because I mean, we're we're older generation from the fraternity, but I really felt like like with her, it's like okay, this is someone that we work with, collab with, even at the sometimes like take her under the wing and help mentor for the process because you know we're, we've been a podcast game a little bit longer, so we know a little tips and tricks, know a little something. But yeah, definitely want to let people go out there and listen to her. She's doing an amazing thing with the Raw Entrepreneur Podcast. And trust me, she has stories that we can't tell. But when she tells it, I mean, it's raw energy, raw emotions, and very, very, very good for the cell. But I mean, I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly. And of course, you know, before we get um, even more into it, we got to give shout out to our guest today. Uh, you know, it's election day. And, uh Election day around the United States, and of course, you know, we have a little Educate Hustle special. We got someone on here who uh, had their little bit of experience with politics. I'm going to let Paul introduce him and 
give you a little bit more rundown into him. Yes, sir. Um, today's guest is Mr. Farbo Terranian. Uh, he was a field organizer for uh, a local campaign uh, in South Florida, and he just really, really, really. Uh, first of all, he's he's you know he has his own views, but he did not push them on the episode. He really wants you to go out and get educated on your own. Uh, so you're gonna see how you can do that. He drops like three key websites in the podcast that you can go ahead and start your research on right now. Uh, look up some uh, local candidates as well as the uh, presidential candidates that are going on right now. So um, he's really awesome. I know uh, me and uh, Emilio, we, we, before we got him on the show, we were kind of a little bit, we were a little bit skeptical about getting him on, honestly, if you want to be candid about it. Uh, but I think that the way it turned out was way better than both of us expected. Exactly. It was. It was. It was. I love how you said candid about it. <laughs> um, but um, it was. And I mean, honestly, and this is, this is coming out, it's probably the most positive political talk I've been involved with just because yep. all the political talk I've seen, it's just real negative, just real negative, commercial negatives. Y'all, y'all see the commercials, yeah, regardless of whoever you vote for. The slander is real. The slander, just all, all the time. It's, it's, it's like a WWE match and... Uh, but I mean, it's nice to be able to talk with someone who's, who wants people to get out to, to vote, wants people to get out and get involved. And it's all positive. It's nothing negative. It's no fear of mind, no tactics. It's just, hey, we have a voice. Let's use it to make a difference. That's why today we had to drop this gem of an episode. That's right. Gem of an episode. So you guys get your mind right. Hopefully, if you are going to the booths, you listen to beforehand to give you even more, uh, more idea of what you want to do. Or if you aren't going to the booths, Maybe give you that extra push, that little kick to be there for the next round. Because as you'll hear in this podcast, it's not time to vote every four years. It's time to vote every year. You got to keep going to make that change happen. But you know what? I think we've gone on long enough. Let's give y'all what y'all came here for. And that's Mr. Farbo. All right, and we're joined today by Mr. Farbo Terranian. Hey, he hey, hey. Former field organizer for the Tim Canova campaign. Farbo, what's going on, man? Uh, nothing much, man. Just enjoying this beautiful South Florida weather. You know how we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're making me jealous, bro. I miss it. <laughs> yeah, you guys got to come back, get a little vacation down to Pembroke Pines. Oh, yeah. man, the PPP, bro. That, that brings yeah, back buddy. so many memories. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. Started, baby. But um, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's jump right into it. You know, reason why we got you on, it's a, it's a big day today. Well, well when this comes out, it's going to be a big day, um, election day. Um, and we wanted to get you on to kind of discuss uh, what, what your campaign was like and, uh, you know, how you got involved with it. Well, uh, I would say, you know, the way to get involved with really any campaign, the best way is to volunteer. You know, uh, campaigns like to see good work ethic and people that are motivated and passionate about the issues and not only, you know, the candidate, but the issues. So that's probably the best way. And, you know, I started doing that. I mean, I heard of Tim Canova because I wasn't the biggest fan of Debbie Wasserman Schultz and saw... Oh, her competitors right here in my own district. So I paid a couple of visits to his campaign office and, you know, volunteered enough times, made phone calls, knocked on doors and 
you know, eventually they made me an offer. I just couldn't say no. Hey, that's how that's the setup right there. I mean, yeah. people love offers, and it's got to be cool that you kind of can take that experience and say, hey, that's what led me here. But yeah. I think we want to dabble into something interesting. I mean, you know, as millennials, a lot of people view us as like, okay, they don't care about politics. They rather they rather listen to the new music or follow the new superstar out. But you're our age, so I mean, kind of, what was the turning point that actually got you interested in politics? So it's actually a funny story. I, I think when it was, was probably in eighth grade, actually. So I was pretty young. But I had a, pretty sure she was a social studies teacher, Miss Vucic. I don't know if you guys remember Ah, Miss Vucic. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I remember. Yeah, so she had awesome. us do, uh, yeah, she was awesome. She was awesome. She had us do, uh, like, a project for the, the election that year. I'm pretty sure it was George W. Bush and John Kerry. And, uh, you know, I did a lot of research for that and saw, you know, all these things that a man that was already elected in George W. Bush had, you know, gotten away with, you could say, and, you know, what he was up against and, you know, researching and, and looking into what has happened and the effects of, you know, a certain, you know, ideology that's elected uh, really got me passionate and said, you know what, we should pay more attention so this kind of thing doesn't happen again. And not only that, but we could make things better for us, the people. You know, I think that's a that's a big problem. A lot of people, you know, and them not participating it's their voices aren't heard you know what i mean and unfortunately that includes a lot of young people like you said emilio i mean uh whether it's the mentality that they think their vote doesn't count uh or the mentality that whoever they vote for it doesn't matter you know it's it's uh it's a process it requires some research involved but at the end of the day you know there's a saying out there that whether you take an interest in politics or not it's gonna take a, an interest in you you know, so it, it takes a little, just a little bit of effort, but it you'd be surprised the issues that you will find very intriguing and that actually does affect you. Interesting. Um, Give it to him. Give it to him. I, I like the quote there. That was a good quote. Yeah, like, <laughs> that was a good quote. I was like, I should wait for it. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, true, man. It's true. But no, I agree. I agree. And uh, I feel like a lot of people hear that, hear that sentiment a lot. Uh you know, get get active, vote. Um, a lot sure. of celebrities are trying to push the vote, sure. but um, for whatever reason, the stigma still stands. Um, so I kind of want to get your opinion on, you know, why why do you why do you why why do you think that millennials uh, don't get out there? Is it is it you, you mentioned a couple of things like the vote doesn't count and right. um, or they feel like you know it won't matter, but. Have you seen anything deeper than that? Um, I think it can stem through a couple of things. I mean, a lot of people, and, and this is this is mostly young people, but it's it's also older people too, in the sense that they're very distracted with their day-to-day activities and think, you know, I just need to focus on these things per day, whether it's school or work or whatever. And they think that they don't have the time to look into it at all or to even go out and vote. And that's a lot of things. People don't know that you can even vote through mail. You can have your ballot mailed to you and fill it out and not only mail it back, but drop it off at a voting place. So, you know, it's it's a lot easier than what people think, because that is also another mentality that people, oh, it's, I don't have the time to vote. But there's really no excuses regarding that, because, I mean, of course, it's depending on the state you live in. But here in Florida, we have the three ways of voting, early voting, election day and absentee. 
So, you know, it's, it's very convenient and we really need to, um, I guess, push the idea and, and explain to people more that, you know, there are millions and now billions being spent on elections. You know, why is that? Why are all these big wealthy people, corporations spending all this money to push their ideas, their candidates when, you know, we could have a voice in combating it? You know, they're hoping that they can drown us out. You know, that's a big problem. If we're ever going to change things, and this is especially for young people, because young people, millennials, generally think alike. We, we generally are a more progressive, you know, mentality that we haven't been happy with the way things are. You know, we grew up at a time where the middle class has been shrinking. We dealt with the Great Recession. And, you know, if we're ever going to, you know, combat that and get another new deal like FDR did and, you know, create a new bottom-up approach, it's going to take us participating and, and electing not just presidents, but congressmen, governors, representatives. You know, that's the only way things are going to change. That requires voting. Woo, do you hear him, people? Do you hear him? He's shining up the gems. It's just, oh, man, so many of treasures in there. And I kind of want to go back to what you were saying earlier. Um, as You know, there's people who actually are up to date on their politics, and they look at this election, and it's, it's a common thing that's probably the most I've heard in a while. There's people who say, you know what? I really don't like any of the candidates, and I'm just not going to vote at all. What would you say to those people to try and, you know, change their mind? It's a great question, Emilio. Great question. Um, I will say that for the presidential election, there are more than two people on the ballot, right? So I'm not going to push anyone, but we, if we're ever going to break from the two-party system, we have to you know, break from the mentality that we have to vote for one or two people. So I would tell the people that say they don't like let's say, for example, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump. Okay, you don't like those people. You don't have to necessarily not vote. You cannot vote for them. There are two or maybe even three other people on the ballot for that, you know, position. Look into them. Maybe you'll like one of them just a little bit more that it would garner your vote. But besides that, and probably even more important, and before I even go into that answer, I'd like to, you know, focus on the people who formed our Constitution, right? So let me ask you guys, what type of government was that that they came from, you know, in England? That was the... I want to say democratic, but I know that. Well, it was it was a it was a monarchy. monarchy. Yes. Yes. Quick, there, you there you go. There you go. Yeah. It was a monarchy. That's the forefathers <clears throat> that came from England. They had a monarchy. So what was the one thing they didn't want? They didn't want all the power in one person's hands, right? So that's how they created our constitution, right? So Article One is the executive branch, and Article Two mm -hmm. is the legislative. If you guys just even glance at the two articles, Article Two is two or three times bigger than Article One. You know, they wanted to put the real power, you know, the legislative power in the hands of multiple people. That's why we have checks and balances. So, OK, you don't like you don't like the presidential choices, but you have congressmen to vote for. You have local, you know, state representatives, U.S. representatives, U.S. senators. You know, these things are more important. We can elect any president we want, no matter what that president wants to do. If he doesn't have a Congress on his side. He's not he or she's not going to get anything done. So that's the thing. And it's not just that. It's governors too, judges, amendments. You know, right here in Florida, we have a huge we have two huge amendments. One is for medical marijuana amendment two and another is a, a solar amendment, amendment mm -hmm. one. Yep. And, you know, these things affect us regardless if we don't like the presidents. 
you know, these things one can argue are even more important. So that that would probably be my response. Yeah, and that's a good response too because I think that's one of the things that people have to also realize. Like I know for me, when I went out and voted, did my early voting, sure. the amendments are really like they sneak them into where you're really you're not uh, you're not really aware that that's what's on the line, but then. When you find out afterwards, you're like, oh, I would have went out and voted for that. And, you know, I, right. like like Farbo is saying, I urge everyone to definitely go out and read up on what you're voting for. Because the presidential slot is like one thing. Right. I, as someone that voted, it's like one yeah. spot in the ballot. I spent more yeah. time doing Me the too. other yeah. stuff than, than picking the president's exactly. spot. And I'm looking over and all that. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's more than your presidential pick. It's, it's really like, like Farbo was alluded to what's going on locally like there's so much stuff we're, we're picking up i know for, i mean i don't know if it's our area but we had to pick a new sheriff so yeah that's a big yeah, deal that's huge they're too. controlling your absolutely yeah they're controlling what your tickets come yeah. from <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and it's not just you know november 2 there's primaries as well you know a lot of people don't like the nominees right now they don't like either of them and then i ask oh did you guys vote for your party's primary and they'll say nope you're like, well, <laughs> you don't like them now, but you had a chance <laughs> to not elect these people back then. What happened? Oh, I didn't know. Well, you know, we got to start educating people that primaries are more important than generals because we want to create enthusiasm come November and not have people, you know, not enthusiastic, you know, not have enthusiasm. Yeah. You know? yeah and um, before, before I let my co-host come in, I just want to say something real quickly about Mr. Farbode. You know, I haven't told him this, but he's actually one of the main reasons why I, I went out and voted because he, I follow him on Facebook, he always posts these political articles and he was condemning people like, how could you not vote, thank all the, these millions of people who didn't vote and you, you got it, and I was like, yo, he's so mad right now, I would never want to see him on the streets and be like, I didn't vote, because I just felt like he just body slammed or like rock bottom me, yeah, yeah. So you don't like, want to see me at the bars, because man. of that, bars I go in, yeah, so the, <laughs> You are like my, you were like one of the people that like uh, got me out to actually go thanks, and look. And I, no, I never got a chance to tell you. That, uh, so I appreciate that, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you. No, it's it's important though. I mean, we see it. So, for example, on on uh, two years ago for the uh, gubernatorial election, it wasn't they called it an off year election because it wasn't a presidential election, but all throughout the country we had, I believe, it was a thirty percent turnout throughout the whole country. Now, the last time we had a turnout that low was in World War II when most of the country, most of the males were off fighting wars, right? You know, that, that's unacceptable. You know, that, that does not represent the interests of the people. And then, for example, here in Florida, um, Rick Scott was up for election that year, uh, re-election. And Didn't he uh, win by like 0.1%? He won. Um, he, I'm not sure the exact amount, it was but it wasn't that large. But remember, Paul, the, the turnout was in the 30 percentile. Yeah. So that, that is the difference. You know, no, there's literally barely anyone I talk to that likes Rick Scott. Most people do not like that man. But he was reelected. Why? Because people don't vote. You know, I walk into a crowded room. Hey, who likes Rick Scott? And no one will say yes. And then I ask, all right, who voted against him? And no one will say yes again. <laughs> so it, that's the problem. Exactly. Consistency. So you see another statistic of, for example, Congress, and you, I guess if you can include governors in this, why not? That they have a 10% approval, but 90% re-election rate. So how is that, right? How is that? The same people, the same small number of people that maybe we don't agree with, that we very, very much disagree with, go out and vote every election. 
And that's how everything stays the same. We're never going to change things if new people don't go out and vote. Young people don't go out and vote. You know, that's the only way we're going to get people like Rick Scott, for example, uh, you know, out of office. And that's just one example. But in general, corrupt politicians all across the board, they count on people not voting. It makes. Yeah, I, I, I definitely uh, I definitely agree with you on that. I just watched the, you know, the document uh, documentary um 13th on Netflix. Oh, I remember uh, that was great. It yeah. was really great. And one of the, the key points in there was um, there was a guy who uh, I don't I don't really want to spoil it. So there was a guy who, uh, long story short, works for a corporation uh, that was like, you know, I don't want people to go vote because yep. that doesn't bode well with my interests. Exactly. And it's crazy that you say the same thing. And, and you gave the statistics to back it up that, yeah. you know, the people that are getting reelected are obviously they they want things to stay the same. Yep. Um, so that kind of leads into my question. Uh, are you, you know, optimistic that that people will start getting more involved and uh, or do you think things will kind of stay the same or have you seen anything that will encourage you for the future? Great question. Great question, Paul. Um, I think it could go either way, but I am optimistic. Um, reason for that is because I'm sure you both are familiar with the man named Bernie Sanders, right? Um, that man, mm -hmm. whether you know he won the primary, obviously not, but he brought millions of people into the process, especially even young people. Um, and he talked about a lot that you know his biggest thing was a political revolution. That doesn't start with the presidency that starts from the bottom up you know he that starts with people paying more attention with local elections and you know even i'm optimistic that where we are today with the two nominees that they're both of them have about a 50 50% unfavorability rating that you know maybe this will even be the you know the kicker for people to say all right we got to start focusing on who we're putting in there so i mean I'm optimistic things will change. Um, I think there are issues even coming up as we're seeing maybe climate change be an issue, uh, minimum wage be an issue. You know, if, if people want these things to change, they have no choice but to participate. So, no, yeah, I am optimistic. I do think things will change. Okay. Wow. That's great. I mean, I always want to hear about optimism. I'm optimistic, too, because I feel like, you know, the older we get, and the more the issues come to affect yeah. us, I think people are going to take more of a stand and be like, you know what, let's, right. let's get something out and let's get this change. Um, so I guess going off that, one thing I want to ask you is what political candidate so far throughout history has kind of inspired <laughs> you the most? Um, it's a very, very tough question. Uh, I have a couple in mind, but I think mm -hmm. if I had to choose one, I would I would go with Bernie. I would go with Bernie Sanders. I mean, he went up against all odds, uh, being a, a lifelong independent, the longest serving independent in Congress, you know, and he decided to run as a Democrat against probably the biggest name in politics right now, Hillary Clinton. And he got pretty close and, you know, he won a couple states and it wasn't, and it's not just the, those things that he chose to do. It's the things that were coming out of his mouth. It's the fact that he didn't take any corporate money any super PAC, anything like that in his whole political career. You know, the things he was saying on the stage and the debates this year were things he was saying in Congress 30 years ago. 
So it's, you know, it really, really proved to me that in this day and age, you know, not even looking back then for Teddy Roosevelt and, and FDR, you know, and, and, you know, those type of politicians, um, you know, we have them today still that are fighting for our interests. But you know what? They're outnumbered that you can't win in Congress if you have everyone else that's against you. It's just not possible. So I think that's really not just inspired me, but millions of other people in this country that, you know, there are good ones out there and, you know, we, we can join them, you know, in what they're saying, because a lot of people liked it. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and I, I want to bring up, we talk a lot about candidates and politicians, but you had mentioned the issues, um, sure. that we can, uh, all learn more about. Um, so I wanted to ask, you know, what are some of the, the biggest issues for this election and uh, how can the voters be more educated on these issues? Well, um, there are a ton, ton of big issues out there. I think if we examine them, we'll see pretty much everything stems from one big issue in our government today, and that's the money in politics. Right. You can talk all about people who don't want to you know, help the environment or are against affordable health care for people or anything like that. But if you look at who's giving them money in their campaigns, okay, maybe the person against, you know, the environment's taking a lot of money from the oil industry. Maybe that person against affordable health care is taking a lot of money from the healthcare industry. You know, maybe the people who's not against privatized prisons is, is taking a lot of money from the privatized prison industry. So I think we really need to not just listen to what politicians say, but look at who's funding their campaigns. That's that's probably the biggest, biggest cancer in our government right now. And why, quite frankly, in my opinion, I don't think we even live in really a democracy. We live in an oligarchy. And I only say that, not that, you know, votes don't matter, but that corporations and wealthy and the wealthy in this country have such a stronghold on our politicians that if we don't see who's funding them, they get away with it. So it's our job to elect people who are not taking that money, you know, who are saying the right things, but are also doing it behind the scenes. And we can check that by a website called opensecrets.org. That's a great, great website that shows every single politician running and shows their FEC reportings, which you have to in this country if you're going to run for office. So um, I highly encourage you guys to check that out and your viewers as well. It's a great, great website to use, you know, anytime you're researching any candidate. Boy, he opening up the Omnimac on that one. That's that's OpenSecrets.org. I'm definitely right? going there. Oh, Check, it out. there. Check it out. Go there and creep on some candidates while you're at it. Um, well, please do. I welcome it. <laughs> let's let's get into some more. Uh, I guess more upbeat news. Um, you okay. worked on a political campaign before, and I'm sure it brought you a lot of great memories. Could you just describe, like, what was your best experience working on a political campaign? Well, so so even uh, before even that, I really just enjoy talking politics to people. You know, one mm-hmm. of the things a lot of people say is, oh, one of the things you're not supposed to talk about is politics, right? I, I'm, I can't even begin to tell you how much I disagree with that. I think that's part of the reason why we deal with such a corrupt government today because no one talks about it so that whole don't talk about politics what was the other one religion or something Mm -hmm. um uh, with regarding politics talk about politics 
It's okay to disagree with people. That's what creates a healthy democracy. I, you know, I don't know if you guys could tell or not. I'm a big progressive. I'm a progressive Democrat. Um, but I've talked to the most right-wing conservative Republicans, and we don't throw blows at each other. We talk. We just debate. And that is what a healthy democracy consists of. You know, it's good to know what people, you know, why people think the way they do when you see that they disagree with you 100%. So, you know, I, I respect that and I welcome that. So with that said, like I said, um, I really welcome talking politics. I really enjoyed it. So the campaign, you know, I was getting paid to do that. So I was knocking <laughs> on doors, you know, talking to people. And, you know, it happened a couple times, but I nothing made me happier through the campaign trail when I would talk to a person from any age group, any gender. And, you know, when we were finishing our dialogue, they would they literally looked me in my stuck their hand out, shook my hand and said, you know what? Thank you so much for knocking on my door. You know, you've really helped me a lot for this election. And I plan on doing even more research. You know, that's no better feeling. And that's that's probably what I enjoyed the most. Yeah, thank you. OK. Durrell. Nice. Changing <laughs> lives one door at a time. Right. Hey, man, it spreads like a virus. <laughs> I wanted to get more into the, the, the conversations that you that you had Um. Uh, sure. Maybe kind of give an example of of one where someone opposed your views, and have you uh, have you ever kind of come to grips, or maybe thought that you know after hearing their opinion that it changed your opinion on how you should think about things? Um, if anything, it makes you more open to it, and it makes you respect it. Um, you know, I never get angry with someone if they disagree because I want to hear why they think the way they do. And, you know, my opinion is that your beliefs are based off of your own experiences. So maybe they believe something because they've seen things that I haven't and vice versa. You know, so if if I could share something that I know, whether it's uh, like a, a video or an article or a statistic that maybe will open their minds and again, vice versa, you know, that's great. That's healthy. So it has happened. Absolutely. Absolutely. Something specific I could go off of, I probably can't think of something off the top of my head. But, uh, you know, it, it does happen, absolutely. Awesome. Well, that's good to know, right? I'm sure you've done so many conversations, it's like, I don't have just one I could point out. Yeah, you have no idea. I mean, even throughout this Halloween weekend, I went in on it with a couple people, so okay, <laughs> it happens okay. all the time. I was giving out candy and then giving out political hot tea, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope you get no good candy. Yeah, always, man, every year. No, no grandma um, candy. No grandma, good, 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 good. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just, I guess, I kind of want to ask, like, just as a, as a more of a personal question, like, sure. It seems like you've grown a lot being aware in politics, and it's helped you kind of like mature as a person. Do you sure. have like any advice that you would want to give to, let's say, the younger generation? Well, let's go, um, high schoolers, like. Uh-huh. What would you suggest for them to kind of start looking at if they're interested in letting them know just a little bit more about politics? I would tell them, look up your, your local leaders, look up your state representatives, your, your, uh, your governors, your, you know, I think state representatives, probably the closest you could get locally. Um, even your mayors, for example, you know, check out the websites, you know, look at things they've accomplished. And not only that, check out other websites online. You know, the guardians, a great website, the Hill is another one. Um, you know, there are plenty of good online sources that can uh, show you things that maybe you won't see on the television. You know, the, the best way is just to get involved and, and delve right into it. You know, it's a great. Start. 
And I wanted to ask, um, do you have any um, aspirations to become a uh, politician? <laughs> Gave it away. You should. You should. I was, you know, you love talking about it so much. Just jump in. Politician right? answers, man. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, I went to school for political science over at FIU. Uh, you know, it's definitely been a big dream of mine for a couple years now. Uh, and, um, you know, that was the beautiful thing about working for this campaign. I got to see how a campaign works firsthand. Uh, so I got to see, you know, the little nuances. And believe it or not, guys, there's a lot of uh, things that give you headaches. But you got to push through for the greater good. And, you know, it just made me that much more interested. And absolutely, I would love to run for office one day. The only question is, you know, what level should I start at? <laughs> <laughs> so basically when we see Farbo's name on the ballot go out and vote do your research first but go out and vote yes to... please Ch check out who's funding my campaigns that's important oh no you let's hope you don't turn to the dark side during the uh, I know, that man, money I talks know. boy it does yeah. it does oh, it does man. I know but you gotta you gotta steer clear yeah that's true steer that's clear true. Well, far bold, I mean, it's been amazing. Like, you've definitely enlightened us, and I'm sure you've enlightened a lot of the listeners that are coming on and listening to you expose, <laughs> I shouldn't say expose, but reveal another aspect <laughs> about politics that they may have not even thought about. So before we let you off, we just want to ask you two quick questions that we kind of ask just to end the episode to get everyone in the right mood. The first one is this. If someone were to hear this episode and say, you know what, far bold, could you want to talk about politics, one again, his network is how can the people reach you? Hmm, there's a couple methods. Um, I mean, you could always add me on Facebook. That's one. I'm usually pretty responsive to there. If you want to shoot me a message, send me a friend request. Um, other than that, you can always shoot me an email as well at uh, the letter G, the letter S as in Sam. The first one was G as in Gary, S as in Sam, O, T as in Tom. The number four ever at hotmail.com. You can reach me there. Oof, rocking a hotmail email, baby. That's yeah, that's old school. Yeah, that's old school. the bat. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last question is going to be, what is some parting wisdom that you will leave our audience today? Parting wisdom. Okay, okay. Don't give in to the seeds of sorrow. That's exactly what they want you to do. Don't give in to that hope and despair. You know, we, if we're ever going to have change, the only ever time change came in our history as a human race is when we all united together. Do not get divided by little issues, by what the mainstream media is telling you. You know, unite as one people to accomplish our common goal. You know, let's let's get a livable wage. Let's let's have affordable health care. You know, let's let's protect our planet for the future. You know, let's let's all unite. Let's let's all get in this together because whether we like it or not, we're in this together. Okay. Hit him with it. Yeah. Hit him with it. Hit him with it. Matter of fact, break the whole phone. Just come with it. There you go. Uh, on, gems. You got to love it, man. But we just appreciate you for stopping by. It's been an excellent. You guys have me. Oh, anytime, it. man. Awesome, awesome. We'll have a post-election interview. <laughs> of course. Get the, get the engines revved up. Yes, sir. <laughs> And there you have it. That was Farbo Terranian giving us that political education that we all need. Emilio, what'd you think? That was good, man. That was good. That was informative. And, you know, I, I, 
I think one of our concerns is going on because, you know, Farbo is a very political person. So we figured he was going to really go on here and, and, and just be like, this is what you got to do, this is what you got to do. But he wasn't. He was very, very social, very understanding. And he understood, hey, the number one thing is I want people to come out there and be a part of this politic thing and go out and vote. And regardless of whatever you believe in or vote for, I just want you to go out there and show support. So very open, very warm. And he, he answered all of our questions brilliantly. And I, I mean... It's it's a shame because I feel like we should have had him on sooner. <laughs> but well, I mean, you know, that, that was more on you know technical difficulties. Yeah, than, exactly. Anything, but exactly, um, exactly. no, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that he came on, uh, and uh, I hope that you know, being election day, uh, that the people went out and voted. If not, they'll get some inspiration for uh, the next election coming along because. Mm-hmm. It's not every four years that you got to go vote, man. You got there's elections happening, you know, every year. Uh, so I know I, I'm I'm gonna definitely uh, take some of this and uh, apply it to my own life and get more knowledgeable about the issues going on in our society. Exactly, exactly. And I, I mean, going off that, I know I'm gonna take some time to find, figure out what's going on in our state. Well, let's say my state, Florida. So yeah, definitely inspirational. Like I said, interview. He 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 got me wanting to go out there and um, vote. Ironically, the voting where he had the low uh, the lowest turnout there was. I was one of the ones who didn't vote. I remember he had a Facebook post after that ripping into people, and that's when I was like, "Whoa, I'm I'm not gonna not vote again because I don't want to hear that on my end." So <laughs> inspirational stuff there, indeed, indeed. But as always, of course, we're at that moment where we get to your favorite, yes, your favorite part of the Educate Hustle experience, how you, yes you, can reach us. Educate Hustle is available through a variety of means on social media. You can always get us at Snapchat at Educate Hustle. That's all one word, Educate Hustle. There you post snaps, little things throughout the week to get you motivated, get you pumped, and get your positivity going. We are also on Instagram at Educated Hustle Podcast. Once again, that is Educated Hustle Podcast. There we post pictures, little promos that we've done just to kind of get you excited, get you aware of our newest episode that's coming out and what we are currently working on in the future. We are also on Twitter at Educated underscore Hustle. Once again, that is Educated underscore Hustle. There we do tweets. We try and interact with the community. That's probably one of the quickest ways to get at us because it goes right to our phone and we will be right there to respond to you. Now, to take a moment away from all of that, just to replug what we plugged already, but it's so vital. Please, 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 if you are on any access to any Apple product, please take some time to come out and review us. Apple iTunes, I should say, is the king of the podcast domain, and it's true dumb that we really can get our awareness all the way up, so please take some time to rate and review us. We don't really care what stars you give us. Just make sure we have a good review. That's all we ask for, and I'm done with that segment. Back to the initial plugging. We are also on Facebook at Educate a Hustle, that's two words, Educate a Hustle. You know you've reached the right place because you'll see the logo that you all know and love. And last but not least, if we hit you right in the heartstrings, we really got you feeling a certain way, have that emotional feedback, or you just want to be a guest or figure out how you can be a part of Educate Hustle, please, 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 please do not hesitate to email us at educatorhustlepodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is educatorhustlepodcast at gmail.com. Yes, sir. I'm sure they, uh, they're going to get hype off this episode, man. I think it's... Uh... I think it's a great episode to 
rate and review us. So, like he said, hit that review button. And last but not least, you got to lead us out, bro. Man, people, people, by the time this comes out, it'll be election day. Definitely use that to your advantage. Go out there and make a difference. Go out and vote. Even if it's, you know, if you feel like it's a lost cause or however you feel about it, you're voting for more than the president. You're voting for things that could potentially change your state and local level tremendously. So go out there and make it happen. Yes, we all hate long lines and we hate long waits, but you know we hate more being treated unfair and having crappy people represent us. I mean, it's it can't all be like Jay-Z where dead presidents represent us. Unfortunately, our presidents have to be alive and well. <laughs> so be sure that you go out and there and have a healthy, healthy factor in selecting who it is. Yes, sir. And as always, you got to stay educated and keep hustling.